Welcome to the Manuscript Academy podcast, brought to you by a writer and an agent who both believe that education is key. The beauty is the people you meet along the way. And that community makes all the difference. Here at the Manuscript Academy, you can learn the skills, make the connections, and have access to experts all from home. I'm Julie Kingsley. And I'm Jessica Sinsheimer. Put down your pens, pause your word counts, and enjoy. Hey guys, we have a very special guest today, Hannah Vanvels of Carviziero Literary Agency. She's teaching a live class with us this Monday, January 27th at 8.30 p.m. New York City time. Her class is all about how to make your first three chapters shine and how to keep an agent reading. Hannah earned her BA at the University of Michigan and holds MA degrees from Tel Aviv University and University of Chicago. A lifetime lover of books, Hannah has worked in various bookish jobs, including a stint as a bookseller at Barnes & Noble, a freelance editor for scholarly and academic essays and journals, and most recently as the acquiring editor at a young adult imprint with HarperCollins. With nearly a decade of editorial work under her belt, Hannah made the jump to agenting. Hannah loves working closely with authors to make their vision come to life on the page. Whether working on fiction or nonfiction, it's always Hannah's goal to preserve the author's vision and voice and take their writing to the next level. Hannah lives in West Michigan with her partner, two German shepherds, and two cats. You can find her posting about books, pop culture, and animals on Twitter. Welcome, Hannah. Hannah, we are so happy to have you. I'm really looking forward to your class. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so looking forward to participating. Could you tell us a little bit about you? I am an editor, agent, and writer. Um, right now, I'm working as a literary agent at Corvisario Literary Agency. Before that, I was the acquiring editor at a young adult imprint at HarperCollins, What inspired me to make the jump from editor to agent uh, is a lover working alongside authors and really diving into the nitty gritty of their stories with them. I absolutely love coming alongside writers to really make their stories shine. Yay, that's so important. And now you've seen things from both sides of the desk. So what's different on each side? I think what's one of the main things that was really surprising to me is just the amount of works uh, agents get versus editors. Uh, When I was an editor, everything, of course, has been pre-vetted through agents. Um, Things are really polished. Things shine. um, And it's so exciting to get to know the different tastes of different agents. Uh, Now that I'm an agent, uh, I get a lot more stories, which is so exciting. I get to spend a ton more time reading. And I also get to spend a ton more time working in uh, a wider variety of categories rather than just uh, the audience that my imprint focused on. So it's been a really fabulous, fun time. That's true. Editors usually focus on something very specific where agents have more Mm -hmm. leeway, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What are some of the things you're excited to add to your list? Uh, So I, as an editor, uh, I was working on Young Adult, which I think will always be my first true love. I'm really excited to start working on picture books, middle grades, and a couple of adult uh, genres as well. So you can see it's a a much broader um, variety of, of things that I can work on now as an agent. 
Um, so I love uh, horror. I think that Lee Bardugo's Ninth House has really put me on a horror kick lately. Give me the ghosts, the witches, the vampires. I love it. I love things that are very atmospheric. On the other hand, I also really would love to see some romantic comedies hit my query box. Um, things that might be chiclet, things that are light and romantic and super fun. I love that you like the things that are just so different. Yeah. From each other. <laughs> okay. What if there was a rom-com and there was a vampire in it or, or some other horror element? Would that I work get, for you? Or? Yes. Completely all about that. I love things that defy, uh, defy, uh, what you might traditionally think of a rom-com. Like who's going to expect to see a vampire appear, uh, in a romantic comedy. I think something like that would be so fun. I think so too. And I like seeing monsters being cute. <laughs> yes. Yes. Me too. Yeah. I love how that's something that, um, I, you know, rom-coms are so much more than they used to be in a sense. I mean, they can go in so many directions now. And I think that's really exciting. Yeah, I agree. And I also think it's a really exciting time um, as we're really seeing a lot more diverse voices come forward. I love um, seeing different kinds of uh, romantic comedies uh, from different diverse creators also uh, get a little more light uh, shed on them. And I'm excited for, for that to continue. Yeah, it's such an important time to be in publishing and in the world. Yes. And I'm excited that we are finally addressing a lot of questions that we should have addressed a long time ago. I agree. Um, but it's nice to see it happen now. Can you give us actual numbers um, about how many submissions you got as an editor versus as an agent? Yeah, as an editor, uh, just working on young adults, I was probably getting uh, maybe like 20 or so submissions from agents a week, um, which at first I, I asked when I was an editor, I thought that was a lot. I thought that was a lot, a lot to get through. Uh, but as, as an agent, you seriously get hundreds of submission. I feel like the query box is just, it's never ending. Um, Luckily, I, I found that as an agent, uh, it's a little more collaborative where you're working with other uh, partners in your agencies. You have interns and apprentices who are helping you screen those submissions. Um, and it's, it, it's really exciting, uh, just to, just to be able to set aside time to, to read and to be creative and have a vision for these things. Uh, but it, it is quite a lot, uh, quite a bit more reading than, than as an editor. Do you have any tips for writers to deal with the long wait that just happens because we get so many? Yeah, uh, really, it's just patience. Um, as an editor, too, when you're waiting, it can feel like such an eternity and it can be really discouraging. Uh, but I, what I would want to tell writers um, and authors is that even if you're stuck waiting a while, it's it's not an indication of your work or an agent interest of your work. Uh, our query boxes are overflowing, uh, but really we, we want to find something we love. Sometimes it just takes us a little bit longer to get there. Uh, so I, I would want to also encourage you that patience, it is, it really is a waiting game, um, and to try not to be discouraged by, by the long wait, um, always keep writing while you're waiting. 
Yeah, you know, I got something right before the holidays that I was so eager to read and still very eager to read, but I almost wrote back to the author like, hey, uh, really, no hurry because it's the holidays, you know, but if you happen to have it around, <laughs> um, I didn't. I restrained myself, but um, I still haven't finished it, and yet that was like, you know, the thing that I just was like, I need this book um, yeah. just because – you know, sometimes things happen. Like I got uh, three client books in a week and of course yes. that comes first. Yes, so, exactly. Um, yeah. Still very excited about that book. Can't wait to get back to the author on it. But um, yeah, sometimes things just happen and it's not personal at all. Personal at all. Like that's what's happening with the, per- the you know, book that I've thought the most about. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And really it's, it's not a reflection of your work. Uh, even as an editor, I would have agents pinging me because it would take me a while to, to read things. And, and I've, uh, ended up acquiring some, some things that were sitting in my inbox for a couple of months. So really it's absolutely no reflection. It's just, I think, uh, an amount of workload and, and just different priorities. Um, and, and definitely not a reflection. Of, of your work. If anything, you don't want the fast no. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's better to get a yes after like four months than a no after yes, two days. Yes. I've also find too, um, now as an agent, if I, I really like uh, the sample pages, I'll request a partial and then I'll request a full. So it's just kind of a lot of steps um, where I, I takes me a while to get to the partial and then it takes me even longer to completely read your full. So a lot of times a longer wait is actually a really good thing. You know, I just learned this week that it is actually possible to read while walking on the treadmill and not hurt yourself. (laughs) (laughs) That is multitasking. I was surrounded by guys who were going like as fast as possible. Um, (laughs) And I'm just like, la, 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 turn the page. Yes. (laughs) but i'm i'm glad that is possible but yeah with so many works that we have to get through the first 3 chapters matter a lot and i am exactly. so happy that you will be teaching us about the first 3 chapters can you tell us about your class yeah. Uh, so I had the idea for the first three chapters um, when I was an editor at HarperCollins. So at the time, I had thought I was getting so many submissions. Um, now I know as an agent that this class is even more important. Um, <laughs> to be fair, though, 20 submissions a week, if you read all of them from beginning yeah. to end, is an enormous amount to read. Yes, it really is. Um, but the first three chapters are, are often the chapter that an author will work on and revise the most. And of course, you want your whole book to be wonderful. Um, But often you only have those first three chapters to really grab your reader before your reader's eyes start to glaze over or they move on. Um, When I, as an editor, uh, there are a lot of hurdles and a lot of gates for a manuscript to go through before we can move forward to acquisition. Um, And while I, as an editor, might not have time to read a whole lot, uh, my publisher, who would also like to read some of the submissions, uh, has even less time than I would to to read it. And that's why it's so important to make sure that those first three chapters shine. Um, Even if if you feel like your story really uh, gets going on page you know, 31, but not 30, uh, that's really not good enough. You need to have, uh, you need to have your reader invested right away, right on page one. Um, so that's, that's part of the reason, uh, why I think really polishing your first three chapters is so important. It's really 
necessary to have those in the best shape you can, uh, just in order to get through some of the gates of being traditionally published. Can you talk about the number one mistake people make in their first three chapters? Yes, I think that the number one mistake that people make um, is starting the day on an ordinary day. Um, I think that that's one of the worst pieces of advice to beginning a character story and just another ordinary day. And the reason being is that most people's ordinary days are are boring. Uh, you want your reader to connect with your main characters, but there are so many ways to do this without being boring. Um, you can open with an event, um, which doesn't necessarily mean action. It can be something internal. Um, it's most important that that what happens in those first three chapters um, has the potential to set about a chain of events in motion, uh, something that will make your reader want to continue turning the page and make them invested. So how do you know if you're giving them enough information? That's tricky. Um, one of the things that I, I tell my authors um, is some advice that I actually heard from from Victoria Schwab, uh, YA adult middle grade author extraordinaire. Um, this is really up to the writer's own preference. Um, Victoria uses the metaphor of a house. Um, say you're walking in the woods and you come across a house. Some writers take their readers inside the house into each room uh, and, and, and give them a full tour of the house. Other writers um, just open the blinds on the inside of the house and the reader stays inside, uh, stays outside the house. Uh, and from that, even though the, the reader is outside the house, but through the windows, you, you can kind of put together the pieces of what the world is like inside the house. Um, I usually encourage uh, writers to go more that route than, than giving uh, their readers a tour of the whole house. I think a lot of from the more epic fantasy writers like Tolkien, uh, they describe everything and it, it is overwhelming to, to readers. Um, I think today we live in a culture where people aren't afraid to not finish books. They're not afraid to DNF them, which I think is a good thing because it allows people to find their interests and find authors um, and writers and topics they might not have explored before. So I think it's important that these uh, these first couple of chapters, your first opening pages, uh, give writers or give readers uh, just enough information to uh, figure out what is going on without bogging them down with too many details. Uh, again, many writers have notebooks and notebooks of notes about their world building and their characters, but not all of that needs to make it onto the page. Uh, I think the, the biggest piece of advice for writers here is to trust that your readers are, are smart readers, that they're capable of reading between the lines and they're capable of connecting the dots that you've laid out for them. That, that all sounds great. Hannah, I am so excited for your class. It's going to be January 27th at 8.30 p.m. NYC time. And you can tune in. So we're going to have questions. You can send your questions ahead. The class itself is going to be about 30 minutes. And then we will spend another half hour or so um, talking about all of the great items that Hannah comes up with and talks about and doing follow-up and just having a nice discussion together about what all of this means for your chapters in particular. Um, Hannah, I can't wait. Thank you so much. Thank you. Can't wait.
So again, Hannah's class is this Monday, January 27 at 8.30 p.m. New York City time. You can sign up at manuscriptacademy.com slash Hannah Van Vels. That's Hannah with an H hyphen V-A-N-V-E-L-S. Hope to see you there. We are so glad that you joined us. And as always, we appreciate your feedback. Just head on over to the iTunes store and let us know what you think. It not only helps us make this podcast be the best it can be, but it also affects our ratings within the iTunes platform. We'd love to hear from you. If you're feeling brave and want to submit your page for our first pages podcast, you can send it to academy at manuscriptwishlist.com with first pages podcast in the subject line. We'd also just love to hear from you. And if you'd like to learn more about the Manuscript Academy and everything we have to offer, just jump on over to manuscriptacademy.com.